0: Well, praise the Lord. Welcome to our Romans Bible study. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here in my office and ready to dig into chapter 11 today of Romans uh, chapter 11. Uh, And uh, we'll do that here in just a moment. Just want to say how wonderful uh, service that we had yesterday, wonderful worship service here at Crossway Church. Uh, I pray that you would uh, tune in uh, when you can and watch at... uh, 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 the YouTube channel Curtis Hutchinson 316, or you can watch through Roku uh, on uh, our, cha- uh, H- our where we're uh, found on the channel Sermon.net. And or you can watch on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page. But we're in the book of Romans. And this is going to be uh, chapter 11, uh, part 1 here on the 18th day of May, 2020. And uh, we just we just love the Word of God because it's without it we can't live. We live by faith. We walk by faith. We see by faith as Christians. Uh, but faith only comes... Uh, by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. That means accepting it, believing it uh, for where we are, for what God is speaking to us today. And over the last 15, 16 years, God has been revealing to us this is very important the truth of His Word. Not just what the Word says, but the truth that's found in the Word of God. And I'm excited to be a part of that. This great reformation that's taking place right now, I believe that'll be uh, the last great reformation before the rapture takes place. And when I say reformation, I'm talking about something that began some 23 years ago when the Lord began to pour this great truth of sanctification, uh, how to live our lives where sin no longer dominates us. Uh, and that's what the Bible says: that sin shall not have dominion over you because you're not under law but under grace. And we begin to hear the gospel as Christians again. Uh, we we've, we've been deceived for centuries thinking that the gospel was just for the lost people to get saved. But the gospel, the preaching of the cross, is the power of God unto us who are saved. It's it's the only way to understand the Bible as we not just because we're saved, but as we continue to keep our faith in that which saved us, Jesus and His work at Calvary that work of righteousness then all of God's words will begin to make sense because they're all voiced by God to us, spoken to us in righteousness, Proverbs 8 and 8 and, and, and I always have to say it that Romans 1, 16 and 17 tell us that that righteousness of God is revealed to us through the gospel in the gospel from faith that comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God to faith that comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But don't forget in the context of the gospel, because when we have hearing of faith, that means we've heard the truth of God's word and the picture, what is shown us and is what the Holy Spirit guides us in. And that's the path of righteousness and I'm glad to know that. I'm glad to be a part of a local church in these last days that's learning what it means to hunger and thirst after God's righteousness, not our own but that we're learning what it means to be found not by God daily having my own righteousness like I'm working for this but that I'm found in Christ through the righteousness which is of God through the faith of Christ, what he did at Calvary for me. That's what it means when we as Christians say, I'm trusting in Christ and his righteousness and nothing other. That means his work at Calvary. We don't move on from the cross, or you might say that we do move on from our uh, acceptance of Christ and what he did at the cross, but we never leave it. When we move on, we pick the cross up, as Jesus taught daily, you have to take it up after you've denied yourself of whatever it is that's trying to keep you from maintaining your faith in the cross alone, and then, then you can follow Christ. No one can follow Christ, no one is following Christ whose faith isn't in what he did at Calvary. Amen. So I'm, gl- I'm glad to know that today, and this great reformation is changing. Man, it's, cha- it's bringing the guard, it's bringing that fresh, first love into our hearts all over again. It stirred it up, I should rather say, uh, because God gave us that love. He shed that love abroad in our heart when we were born again. But all these years that we've moved away from the cross and all these fads and schemes, that love has been snuffed out. That flame has been snuffed out. And it's really just been a big, huge ball of excitement and flesh. That's all it can be when we're not looking unto Calvary, trusting in what Jesus did at Calvary. When we're not hearing the word of God in the context of righteousness because all of God's words are in righteousness. Proverbs 8 and 8. That's paramount. That's huge. You'll hear me say it the rest of my life because it's huge. And uh, and when you begin to grab a hold of this, uh, what that means and, 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 and the only avenue through, through which you can find it being the gospel and have the understanding you need being the gospel and the only avenue through which the Holy Spirit imparts the truth to your heart, writes it on the, the tables of your heart, is it, through your faith in the sacrifice. Now I want you to get that. When, we, when we're pulled away from the cross, and, 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 and most, 99.9% uh, of all Christians are there now. But 100% of us, it's happened to. Never forget that. Yes, even you. You've been pulled away, even if it was trusting in something you said or wouldn't or shouldn't or whatever. But we've been pulled away from our trust in the cross. And I'd be willing to honestly say today that it happens quite often. And we have to fight the good fight of faith, not fight against sin. We fight the good fight of faith. to, to make sure we're still trusting in what Jesus did to conquer over sin and principalities and powers and everything else that was contrary against us Hallelujah. Thank you. Glory to God. Thank the Lord for that. So Romans chapter 11, the first three words in verse 1 says, I say then. So when you see that in the Bible, you got to back up to see what Paul is talking about when he says, I say then. Listen, if you just open your Bible, you hadn't been in it in a year or 90 days or however long and you don't remember what you've been reading. If you've been reading, you just open your Bible and it's chapter 11 in Romans, and it says, I say then, and then you just keep reading, and you don't notice that. I say that. This is, I try to help people all the time. We, we have to become students of the word, diggers, searchers for the truth that's there. What is God trying to get me to see today? What's he trying to impart to me today? God's trying to do more than to get you to read the Bible. God, the Holy Spirit, is trying to impart into your heart today the wisdom from God's Word, the grace you need today. You, you need to understand that. The Holy Spirit's not just trying to get you to read the Bible. He's trying to, he's trying to get you to be positioned to hear His leading so that he could do in and through you what needs to be done, what you and I need to be done, and not just for ourselves but for the sake of others. So when Paul says, I say then, has God cast away his people? God forbid, for I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. We've got to look back. See what Paul, I say then, well, what has he said? So we look back, we go down to the end of Romans chapter 10. And by the way, those of you who've never heard this, the Bible wasn't written in chapter and verse form. It was just written as the writings of the prophets or the New Testament, the, the, the letters that were written. And the chapter and verses were just put there to help us maneuver around in the scriptures better, to find things easier and faster. So this was just one long letter and there might have been pauses in this letter when it was being written. I don't know. wasn't there. And sometimes topics are, are just changed and that lets me know that there might have been a pause in there, a break in the writing. I don't know. And, and I don't think anybody knows. But uh, let's look back at the end of chapter 10 because the topic here is Israel having pushed away through disobedience God All the day long, God says. That means God has been after his people. God has been after them. He Listen, he gave them the law. He gave them the patriarchs, uh, you know, all 12 tribes. He He gave them the land of promise. Uh, He's been after them, was always faithful to them as long as they were showing their faithfulness To him, being obedient, hearkening unto his word, continuing to be faithful in the sacrificial system he set up and not going the way of other nations and the false satanic gods they worshipped. And and he was always faithful. He is always faithful to his people when his people trust in him. Amen. So he says here uh, in verse 20 of chapter 10, Hey, closes this part out. He says, but Isaiah uh, is very bold and says, I was found of them, talking about Gentiles, that sought me not. I was made manifest unto them, that asked not after me. That's us Gentiles. We weren't looking for God. We weren't asking, where's God? How can I get to God? We weren't, no. He was found by us. Manifest to us. That wasn't even asking for him. Because lost people, listen, Lost people, just they're they're on the run from anything that smells like God. You got to understand that lost people are, are naturally minded. The Bible says they can't understand anything, anything to do with the spiritual things of God. But now, don't don't get me wrong. Romans chapter one it teaches something profound that you can look at the things that are visibly to be seen that God made, and you can. Clearly see and understand the things that are invisible. Romans 1 teaches that. If you've not read that, make sure you go and read that after this session today. Romans chapter 1 teaches that the invisible things of God are clearly seen and understood by the things you can look at and see. What you can't see can be understood by what you can see. That's the whole purpose of God creating things. So you would look for a creator. Gave you a conscience so that you would have sense enough to know, wow, the creation, that means creator. Hallelujah. Come on now. So. When, when he, we read back at the end of uh, chapter 10, watch this, he says in verse 21, the very last verse of chapter uh, uh, 10, but to Israel, he says, all day long. That means ever since God made them a people, not just one all day long, all the whole time that he's brought them, uh, called Abraham, raised him up, and made a whole nation and gave them the blessings of everything to them. And no other nation had Jehovah God as God, the one true God. No other nation, but just this people God had raised up. And he says to Israel, He says, All day long I've stretched forth my hands unto a disobedient and gainsaying people which mean that word gainsaying means contrary. Just contrary. I mean, how much of that do we see in the church today? And, and if we only knew what the new covenant has brought to us, we, we would we would reach for this God and, and and daily long to serve him, not just to consider ourselves doing a weekly duty by going to a church service. No, that's religion. But I'm talking, and there's nothing wrong with going to church. We all should be planted in a local church. That's the word of God to not forsake the assembling together of ourselves. But listen, if that's all you got going, and, 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 and you only feel a little spiritual when you get in church with other folks. Man, I'm not being ugly, but you got big problems because this is a personal relationship we have with Jesus. We're married to Jesus, Romans 7, 4. We're, we're tied to him united with him, one with him if you're a Christian. And therefore there's that stirring that you have, that drawing that you have. And and, and, and it would behoove us to to learn, to to cry out to him for his help and to go back where we can function and be led by his spirit, where the hunger and the thirst can be uh, satisfied in Christ. And that being the our faith in the cross so let's don't forget that but he says all day long I've stretched forth my hands unto a disobedient and gainsaying people then he says I say then has God cast away his people he's talking about the Jews that rejected him he's talking about the Judaizers that uh, the Jewish people that just rejected Christ for the most part very few people even though there was 3,000 people that got saved on one day at Pentecost uh, listen man that was nothing compared to the uh, I don't know maybe a f- several million I don't know how many Jews were in that day but probably so and and, and but, but but it was only a minute few so watch this he says has God cast his people away God didn't throw Israel away make no mistake about it my friend God didn't throw Israel away because Paul says God forbid has God cast his people away God forbid that you think that that's what God forbid means God forbid that we glory in anything other than the cross do you get that Galatians 6 14 God forbids that we glory in anything other than the cross God forbids that we think that he cast Israel, just threw him away. He says, for I also am an Israelite. I'm proof God didn't throw Israel away because I'm an Israelite. Of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. Think about that. God has not cast away his people, which he foreknew, Know ye not what the scripture said of Elijah, how he made intercession to God against Israel? Think about that. Elijah was making intercession to God against Israel. Lord, they have killed your prophets. You remember the story of Elijah and Ahab and, 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 and Jezebel, his wife, and all that story. You can go read in the Old Covenant. It's an amazing story. But... I won't get into that today, or man, it'd take us off and some good stuff, but that's not where we are. And he he made intercession to God against Israel saying, Lord, they've killed your prophets and digged down your altars, and I am left alone and they seek my life. But what did God say to him? Verse 4, Romans 11, what did God say to Elijah when he was making intercession to God against Israel? And that's what this is about. God had not thrown them away. Don't be saying God's thrown Israel away. Don't be, don't be saying that. He's making a point here. God's not throwing them away. What did God say to Elijah when I, Elijah was making intercession against God's people? He says, I have reserved to myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Now think about that. This was back under the old covenant. Remember they were in a cave being hidden out. 7,000 God had. Now compared to the numbers that were, man, that that was a small remnant. But God had reserved, in other words, Paul's trying to make a point here and he's going to make it right here, verse 5. Even so then, even at this present time, also there is a remnant according to the election of grace. The remnant under the old covenant was always those who would cling to the sacrificial promise of a coming redeemer. That means a redeemer that would come and through uh, the sacrifice offer himself for our sins being bruised and wounded for our sins and iniquities Isaiah prophesied of it the people of Israel had absolutely no excuse not to recognize Jesus as their Messiah promised by God he was fulfilling every prophecy against him it was just their rebellious hearts they would not there was no such thing as could not and it remains the same today there is no such thing as I, I just cannot choose Jesus a a Muslim told me that one day uh, after he told me their Koran and our Bible is is pretty much the same thing. And I asked him, uh, I said, well, I'd like to talk to you about that sometimes. And he came up to the church. We sat for two and a half hours. And at the end of our discussion, when he left, he looked back at me upon leaving the office. And he said, I just can't call Jesus Lord or God. I can't do that. And I said, well, I, I just wanted you to be aware that... Uh, Our Bible and your Koran, two different books produced by two different, it came from two different places. But you know the, the deal is he could have called Jesus Lord and God Almighty, but he wouldn't. And that's the same thing with Israel in that day. It's the same thing today in our time. It's only a remnant. That is elected by grace. Everybody else, listen, to be elected by grace means you've chosen what Christ did at the cross for you to be forgiven of your sins. Because it was Christ who tasted death for all men by the grace of God. Hebrews 2 and 9, please write that down. Please go highlight that in your Bible. Grace comes to humanity through no other Avenue. That's why even the people in the Old Covenant couldn't even go to heaven because the animals, God was never pleased, the book of Hebrews says, with the blood of animals. It was only a temporary type of what Christ would come one day and fulfill at the cross. and They couldn't even go to heaven. So <coughs> when Jesus came and fulfilled the, the very promise of the Messiah laying his life down for the sheep, John chapter 6. He he became the the innocent sacrifice for the guilty. He he became the, the payment, the ransom for our sins. You need to think about that. You need to understand that. Grace comes only through Christ and his death. Hebrews 2.9, it was Jesus tasting death by the grace of God for all humanity. And the process of by grace through faith began with Jesus. Think about that. The Lamb was slain from before the foundation of the world. By grace through faith, the process was already set in place before God created the earth, formed us of it, put us in charge, and then we blew it. The answer then was just brought onto the scene because it had already been made for you and I. Provision had already been made. That's why in the Garden of Eden, when we sinned, when Adam sinned, God rushed in and just preached a message from the foundation he'd already laid. Think about that. So he came in with the message he'd already laid from before the foundation of the world and it was him pointing to that which would one day be that if they trusted in under the old covenant, they could be saved. They couldn't have all that we have while they were here, but once Jesus came and fulfilled the actual what would please God, not the blood of bulls and goats and animals, but the blood of his own son. Think about that. Their faith under the Old Covenant pointing to a Savior, the Redeemer, that one that would crush the head of the enemy and the enemy would bruise his heel, which is the story of Christ and what he did at Calvary. Think about that. All who trust in that have been elected, called, chosen by God to be his own children. Think about that. So... In verse 5 of Romans 11, even so then at this present time also there is a remnant according to the election of grace, the calling of grace, the choosing of grace. Hear me this morning and I can't talk about this enough. God doesn't give grace to anybody whose faith is not in the cross of Christ. Jesus tasted death by the grace of God through faith. Galatians 2.20 It was... The faith of Christ that loved us and gave himself. Think about that. Paul said we live, right now we live by the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. Think about that. Jesus went to the cross by grace through faith the process laid out from the fa- that's why the bible says in hebrews 4 the works were finished from the foundation of the world because they were done by christ and in, when god determined what he would do oh my goodness in his eternal plan it was a done deal done deal god also looked and saw all who would ever believe And he elected those by that grace, through that faith. Not any other grace, not any other faith. And it's the only, here's the most important thing you need to know, child of God. The grace of God that you receive today will come to you through your faith alone in what God did in Christ at Calvary to make that grace available to you. It's not just you getting the kingdom. Now grace is floating around everywhere. No, that's why Jesus taught you and I have to deny ourselves daily, take up our cross daily to be able to follow him because only when we follow him do we have grace. And I'm not following him unless my faith is in the sacrifice. I'm not following him. Listen, to say I'm following Christ... Outside of my faith being in the cross means that I'm following Christ based on what I'm doing, not what he did for me. See how easy that was? And it's very subtle, very easy to move into a place where the experience is unrighteousness. Even though there's a form and there's a uh, well manners and, and there's yes sir and no sir and we're just, we're real nice people and good mannered folk and and I mean, well we just, man, we, we've got this form. But listen, if it's not the Holy Spirit of grace allowed to work in my life because I'm believing the truth who is Christ and what He did for me at Calvary, listen, it's just me. It's just me. So at this present time there is also a remnant according to the election of grace. He's talking specifically here about Israel. Thank God we were brought in and he'll go on here in this all important 11th chapter of Romans that teaches a lot of things that are refuted and disputed over and controversial but they're none, it's not any of that, it's just Bible. We have to believe God's word, not in some denominational context, but we have to allow the Holy Spirit of truth to righteously divide the word of God. If you don't understand something in the Bible, God, when he brings you the understanding that you need, it's going to come from other scriptures, not some person with an opinion. Oh, now I got to say that again. I can stand up and shout on that. When you need understanding of a scripture that you're struggling with, listen, don't, 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 listen, God's not going to bring the opinion of a man. God is going to bring to your understanding where you're lacking understanding of a particular passage of scripture, and He's going to, He is going to righteously divide that with other scripture, other witnesses from the Word. The Word defines the Word, not God men define the Word. The Word of God defines the Word of God. What we struggle with here, God is going to explain it to us as He is allowed to grow us in the knowledge and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, not some denominational rules and regulations and historical values placed on the legacy of men and all this bunch of mess that's that's caused the church to be paralyzed for years and and, and and just have a lot of words, all talk and no action. But thank God for the message of the cross because from that Right there comes the grace of God and only by the grace of God can we see the activity of the Holy Spirit working in our lives. And now, listen, it's not going to be those that get up and put on a big hoopla show and call out the Holy Ghost. It's going to be those whose testimony is of the blood and their lives are being conformed into the image of Christ being made conformable unto His death. Hallelujah. Glory to God. A humble broken people not trying to make a name for themselves but basking in the glory of the name we've been called by, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So he's talking about Israel here and even at this present time also there's a remnant according to the election of grace. There is no salvation outside the election of grace. And I know I'm about out of time, but I could I could blast into grace and talk about grace. God began five or six years ago uh, defining grace to us here at Crossway Church biblically with truth that the grace of God is All the other things we've heard, the definitions of grace, they're all good and wonderful and right that we've heard that are biblical, that is. But let me tell you something. Just to keep it on the pre-K level, God's grace is God doing something. God's grace is God working something, imparting something, changing something. God's grace is God at work. Hallelujah. I'm glad I know the simplicity of that today because The Bible says God was in Christ reconciling sinners to himself, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And the Bible also says, as we've already quoted this morning in Hebrews chapter 2 verse 9, that Jesus, by the grace of God, tasted death for all men. Jesus, by what God, the Spirit of God, his Father had commanded him to do, he was doing it. God was in Christ reconciling sinners. That means Jesus was being led by the spirit of grace to the cross to lay his life down for us. Don't forget that, my friend. Don't forget that God's grace is God at work. It's not us. The only reason God considers us having works is because we're allowing the Holy Spirit to do the work in and through us. Yes, he calls it your faith. He calls it your works. He tells the church in Sardis, your works I've not found perfect before God. Think about that. And think about that. The only thing that can make a work perfect if, is, is if the perfect one is at work, and that's called by grace, through faith, through my heart, remaining, keeping my trust in the cross of Christ. Man, this has been good today. We're we're out of time. These 30 minute sessions, they go by so fast. We'll do this again Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Please share these broadcasts. Encourage people to get their Bibles. Jump in the Word of God with us instead of of just listening to a 100 voices a week. Get planted. Get, Get still and let's have these Bible studies where we can see not what God's Word only says, but rightly Dividing, righteously dividing the Word of God, we can see what the Holy Spirit is trying to teach us about Jesus because He is the living Word. And, and the scriptures are about him, he said. So let, let's get involved in these Bible studies. Just tag as many people as you can. Let them know we're here every Monday and Thursday morning teaching the book of Romans. They can go back from Romans chapter 1, verse 1. Look for the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, my Pastor Curtis Facebook page. Uh, follow that. Subscribe to that YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. And uh, you can also follow Follow us on Spreaker. That's an app you can get on your smartphone. And our channel is for those who have ears to hear. So don't forget to pray for us. Don't forget to sow into good ground, which is where the message of the cross is being preached and taught all throughout the Word of God. You can text your giving to 903-231-5950. Don't let the devil keep stealing your money. Give it to where the cross is being preached. I love you, praying for you, and I'll see you next time right here in my office. Until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. I'll see you then.